Welcome to Real Life Mentoring, where we explore real life issues to help you make an authentic difference in the world. Hi, it's Chris and Christina, and today we are back with someone that you have heard before. Todd and Jeannie were on earlier sharing your story, and uh, you can go back to the archive. But today, Todd is solo without Jeannie. How sad. You get what you get. (laughs) So we are going to be talking about Todd. Let me just go back and introduce. Do you want to introduce Todd? Well, I think we just did. did. Okay, I just introduced Todd. (laughs) (laughs) Todd is the owner, founder of Overlander Consulting. He is going to be talking about an incredible tool to use for communication called the Communication Code. That will be our topic today. Yeah, jump in. What are we... Tell us what we're talking about yeah, today. Um, Communicate with wait, us. Wait, let's clarify. This is a mentoring podcast. Right. We, we help people learn how to mentor and train others. And so one of the best things you can do as a mentor is to learn a tool yourself, right. something tangible, something practical, mm-hmm. and give it away to the person you're mentoring. Right. So that's a big reason that we would want Todd on, on the on the podcast today. Yeah, Way to be professional and just really. There we in. go. Yeah, it's, I'm so it's all about multiplication. So yes. you can't give it away until you don't. Um, have it yourself. Have it, have it, and experience yourself. Mm-hmm. And so um, the communication—I can't, I can't communicate. You can't I'm gonna communicate. Try. <laughs> I'm going to try to communicate. Uh, the communication code is a, a tool that uh, has been in the toolbox for with Giant for a while, but they just released a book here, uh, just in the last couple of weeks, that has gone in kind of a deeper dive of what it means um, to to communicate. We all know the effects of not communicating well, mm. and it's frustration, it's confusion, it's misunderstanding. Um, but they, they use the metaphor, if you've seen some of the old World War II movies, um, you know, the Germans had a, had a code during the war that had to be, it's called an enigma box. You had to have the right settings on the wheels uh, in order to transmit and, and receive. And so if you had it set right on the transmission and on the other end, it was set on that same code, you could receive the message and understand. And so Giant has um, given a lot of thought to what are those codes of communication that if we have those, uh, we're not just transmitting and receiving, but we're actually communicating. So they've got got five codes. They've seemed to do things in sets of five, which is probably some reason behind that. That's probably all that we can remember at any any one time. But if you use each of these codes on the front end and even share like you're calling a play, hey, I, I, I need this from you, then the person on the other side of that is going, oh, okay, mm-hmm. that means this. So this is how we're going to approach this topic. And so... I want to take the time right now. You keep referring to Giant, to the listener who is unfamiliar. Yeah. Unpack that just a little bit and then we'll move forward. Yeah, Giant Worldwide is a leadership group that is um, founded by Steve Cockrum in, in London and Jeremy Kupacek here in Oklahoma City. Jeremy has been a, a mentor and a huge influencer of me, and I was a, a client and a, a receiver a lot of this. Going back to some of the, the last two podcasts we did with you on just mm-hmm. some, some really dark, rough spots in, in my life, they gave me some tools and self-awareness to be a better leader, to be a better person, and that also then be replicated in my marriage, in my in my family, at work. And so they do leadership development uh, mm-hmm. really high on relational intelligence, uh, but it, it's applicable in a Fortune 500 company, but it's also apple to a to a, a individual uh, that's a single uh, business owner, maybe small or ministering, regardless of the, of the range and the scope of mm-hmm. how big the group is. The, the principles apply, and so they've got probably close to a thousand um, consultants or guides uh, is what they call them that are mm-hmm. all over the world. And their goal is to be in every city and every sector uh, of, of business industry. 
uh, using these these principles that really unlock and help people perform to the potential that, that they have. So I want to I want to say a simple statement. Just because I open my mouth and tell you something does not mean I'm communicating actually to you. Right. And I can walk away and say, well, I told you that. And you go, no, you didn't. And so is that, is that a piece of that's, it? That's, that's uh, very accurate. And so I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what the, what the five codes are. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we'll un- unpack each one of them a, a little bit. Okay. So I'll just tell you what the five are, then we'll go back. But they're critique, uh, they're collaborate, they're clarify, uh, care, and then celebrate. And so if I'm not operating in the right code, say I come home and, and, and Jeannie shares something with me, and she hasn't articulated this, but in her mind, she just wants me to care and to listen. But I'm already trying to think about how to critique it and, and problem solve and, mm. and fix that problem. And so frustration happens, miscommunication happens, probably a, a good heated conversation comes out that says, I didn't want you to fix this. I just wanted you to listen to me. Mm-hmm. So uh, if we'll call the signal from the beginning, like, oh, okay, you just want me to care. That means, okay, don't figure out five ways to solve this. Just listen to her, express her hurt or frustration in whatever the situation is, and just make sure she knows that she's been heard. So so are you saying you would stop, you, you, you come home and you start a conversation that you think is is clear. Right. And you realize that would you stop to get clarification? Honey, what are you needing right now? Would well, you do that, that would be that, that clarify the third one here is like, Hey, I'm okay. I've gotten in my, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I've gotten myself in a fight here before. So, mm. so inside I'm thinking, I'm not quite sure what she's talking about. So, okay. Hey Jeannie, will you clarify? Mm. God, I just want you to listen to me right now. Oh, okay. She wants care. Mm-hmm. So Todd, don't put on your, your, your fixer fix your hat or defender or protector, just listen to her. Mm-hmm. Okay. So clarify means just know, I just want to know that you understand what I'm talking about. Okay. Or um, just have patience with me why I explain this, just what happened or confirm um, what you've heard. And so, you know, body language, facial expressions, my, my, my head going up and down that I am engaged and I'm not looking at my, at my, my phone on, on the text message I just got, but be all there and be present. So that's clarifying. If she hasn't walked in and just said something, she goes, Hey, let me clarify. If I'm, if I can, if I'm paying attention, I'm taking hmm. note of your facial cues and she starts talking to me and she goes, Oh, he has no idea what I'm talking about. Hey, Todd, let me clarify. And let's be realistic. We don't work in this kind of mode. I don't come in and go, no. now, honey, I'm in number four no. on this list <laughs> no, as never. I communicate. We don't do that. Right. It's not natural at all. But, but it can be, it can be, it's a learned thing. It's mm-hmm. a learned behavior. Okay. And sometimes I've learned the best by getting a face peeling mm, <laughs> because yeah. I totally missed it. And I was not using the right code. And so, yeah, what I'm going to get is just garbled junk because Mm -hmm. I'm not locked in on the same code. And so what's being transmitted is not being what's received. So right off the bat, rule number one, if you're not sure, then just, Hey, just let me stop you a minute. Let me, let me clarify what Mm -hmm. you're, what you need from me here. And that applies in your marriage. That applies in a conversation with your child, whether they are five or, or, or 25 and, mm-hmm. and adult children. I mean, these rules apply the same as in a, in a team or in an organization. So, okay, man. sorry, I didn't mean to jump. Have you clarified no. at that point? <laughs> Clarify is a great right. place is, is to start. Good. 
But yeah. so we're, do you want to start with the number one? Well, yeah, which or is where I would normally sure. go is critique. Okay. Which is what normally gets me in trouble. So okay. we did a great analogy here. It's like, you know what? What if I'm not quite sure? I mean, just ask. Mm-hmm. There's a novel idea. And, and just clarify. But but critique is needs to be welcomed and, and invited, not just, just given. Okay. Um, the best advice I ever got before I got married was to offer no unsolicited advice uh, as it related to planning for our marriage. I didn't always heed that, mm-hmm. and I wish I would have gone back to rule number one and not okay. offered any unsolicited advice. So critique means I'm asking you to look at this work, water, you know, punch holes in it, tell me what I'm missing, what's not working, you know, ask me hard questions that I haven't thought about. Maybe I'm too emotionally in, involved or so far down in the weeds in this, I need someone to ask me some challenging questions or, you know, even be brutally honest. I don't think that's going to work, Todd, and, and, and tell me why. Mm-hmm. But but it's been it's been asked for, and you're ready for it, and, and you want it. You've done enough work and thought, okay, poke, poke holes in this, and so let's make it better. But if I just jump into that, when what, the analogy of the genie was wanting care, mm-hmm. you could see real quick how that goes real south goes south real quick Mm -hmm. and so critique is a it's it's a two-way street and and you're asking for that and you're ready to receive it and you've got tough enough skin in that situation and and that project to be able to to receive it and then go back and chew on that some and we want the right people to give us critique because there's a lot of unhealthy people emotionally mentally and so that's still is that easy for you to to receive today at this point in your life in, in all the areas that you've grown and developed? When I can separate out that it's critique, not criticism, okay. um, that's the hard part. Okay. It will often, when I'm in an unhealthy place, will come across as uh, criticism, not not critique. If I start feeling that it is cr- critique, then uh, I probably shouldn't have thrown this out there, mm-hmm. or maybe you inserted yourself in an area that I've got to find out how to navigate out of this conversation because you're you're going back to offering unsolicited advice and maybe there is some truth in there that I need to evaluate, but um, that was not what I was wanting in in that moment in that conversation. So well before moving on to collaboration or collaborate, explain or, or give maybe if it's simple, I heard what you said about if I'm asking for, hey, would you honestly look at this? That's yeah. I'm I'm asking for critique. Yeah. Would you give critique? Would you transmit critique if it wasn't asked for? When would you respond with cr- critique? I think, hey, what, it sounds like maybe you're asking for critique here. Is that what you're really <laughs> wanting? Aha. Uh-huh. And you're yeah. going, yeah, I am. I need another set of eyes at this. So okay. Before I, I, I throw myself oh, in a hole. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're not yeah. being funny. You're asking. No, no, no I really would. Oh. Yeah, oh, I would. Yeah. Or I should. Yeah. Are, are you yeah. wanting to me to critique this, not yeah. criticize? Yeah. I love that. Are those, you needing some critique? Those two mm-hmm. terms, yeah. I bet they're really... Confused people get confused many times. They think they're well, interchangeable, I, right? And they're not, no. right? But I guess what I'm to my point is he beautifully illustrated to lead with critique. Are you wanting some honest feedback? True, are yeah. you wanting okay. some? Yeah, that's a wonderful way to you, you don't start with the critique, you start with the honest feedback. Well, and so yeah. you've locked in the code. Okay, you, you said you want a critique, yeah. I asked you, uh-huh. I clarified, and you said you did. So, hey, we're this is where we're going, mm-hmm. and this is what this means. And we both understand that. And yeah. so, it's a critique on the project, it's not critiquing you as a person, right? It's putting over here to the side whatever this thing is that you're critiquing me as a connector and a people person. It's easy to put that right over my heart. 
And as you're shooting holes at that, I think you're shooting at me. And mm-hmm. so I have to realize too, in, in my own personality, that if it's being critiqued, it's got to be set out over here. Right. Not not right in front of my, my heart when things are getting hard questions are being asked or what could look as critical. No, it's critique. It's mm-hmm. not, not criticism. We don't have time to go into it on this episode, but this can be very layered. Yeah. So if it you're is. a person who is yeah. a people pleaser yeah. and they want critique, but it can be taken as criticism so easily. Right. Oh, I didn't please you now in this situation because you're giving me critique. But I ask you ask for critique, right? Yeah, a, a person's identity and security mm-hmm. can really play into this. It does, and if you look at Giants Five Voices on the different personality leadership styles, okay. and then overlay that in this, I mean, that's where you can mm. do a, a really deep dive. It makes sense, and you go, okay. "Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. That's what I normally hear. This is what I lead with, yeah. And what I normally hear, and that's where I'm pre-programmed to hear. But that may not be." What you're transmitting, that's just what I receive because of my bias and my, and my tendencies. Mm-hmm. And so when you get locked into the right code in that conversation, in that dialogue, then you get a lot more clarity. I tend to be a linear thinker. So yeah. I'm thinking, okay, if I'm, if I'm choosing to use the critique mode, but then instantly it could go to clarify or celebrating or it can go it's not like okay we've we've now finished a critique conversation now we're going to move on it, right. they're all interchangeable yeah it yeah. is mm-hmm. and it, it may be circular it may not just be be linear right but in that moment if you know what we just close this deal you know steve and jeremy tell the story is that jeremy landed the deal they're really excited about it and steve goes wait no, that's not the terms that we talked about he goes, you know, but we, but we got the deal. Yeah, we got it, and it's we're gonna have to massage it a little bit because well, that's not what we talked about. And Jeremy talked about how being so frustrated because he wanted Steve to celebrate with right. him, but what he immediately got was critique mm. on what it took to get the deal closed. It's like okay, okay. He goes, if you would have Steve, if you just told me, hey, I want to celebrate this right now, I could have backed off those other things mm-hmm. and then later on revisited those but you know you're locked in at different codes and so you get a jumbled transmission as far as the communication and at at best you have someone frustrated if not you know hurt or angry or bitter because something didn't go or wasn't received the way that you thought or intended or you didn't do what i thought you said you were going to do yeah so this it, is excellent well it, listeners that you guys as you listen to this you'd realize professionals who study this, who put it together, struggle with it sometimes right. too. Right. It's human nature. You have to learn it. It's like a muscle. You've got to massage it and right. develop it over time. But sometimes you're still going to blow it. Well, let's jump into collaborate. Yeah. Uh, unpack that a little bit for us. You know, collaborate means you know, shape this thing with me. I'm working on this. I'm working on this on this project mm-hmm. or this product or this this tool. Can we work? Collaborate because I, I appreciate your insight in this industry. Maybe you're in banking. Maybe you're you, you've got the people skills here or the technology piece. Let's work together on this. So you're inviting someone to come to the table and, and work on it together. So you know, let's build this together uh, and let's find the best outcome on on how this can be delivered and it be better than any of us working on it singularly. And mm-hmm. so it's a literally a collaborative effort. You, you strike me as a man who enjoys collaboration. I do. See, I do too. I do. So we should collaborate sometimes. We should. <laughs> We're doing <laughs> that right sometimes now. Sometimes <laughs> I don't enjoy it when someone inserts themselves in something that I've already got it pretty well figured out. Mm-hmm. And you want to collaborate and take it over this direction. That's really not my expertise or, or, or my vision for this. So it's also got to be got to be an invitation. Okay. Right. So, Right. And that would be 
good if I'm going into the conversation. I'm going to collaborate with Todd and Jeannie and you're, maybe you're perceiving as I present myself, you want critique. Clarify. Again, go right. back to clarify. Right. Yeah. 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 Good. And then that, especially in, the, in a collaboration, I mean, that's got to be ongoing as you're, as you're developing that. Yeah. But, you know, okay, this is a collaborative effort and you bring something to the table, you bring a piece, you bring a piece and we're all coming in and we're valuing each one of those. I mean, it's, it's powerful. And you work as a team, it's so much more effective than mm-hmm. just one person who maybe not be strong in those other areas that are just trying to do it all on their own. What would be some collaborative language? I think it's got to start with we. Mm. Oh, that's excellent. So, no, truly. I don't know if that was in the book or not. That just, well, came, that just came out. Well, I'm thinking in marriage. Yeah. yeah. Boy, if we attacked our problems collaboratively. Right. Now, you have a communication right. problem. We have a <laughs> communication well, problem. Well, I'm, I'm holding the communication code book here and if we are going to solve this problem and it's right here in front of us and then we start shooting back and forth with each other but if we're on the same side of the table and that's held out on the other side and whatever this issue is we're attacking over there we're attacking the problem and we're mm-hmm. not attacking each other and excellent so okay that's, that's where great. i think in, in marriage i mean the collaborative um code the collaboration code there is so powerful because you know we've got to learn how to fight for one another and fight together towards whatever those things are and not turn it towards each other and make it personal and, and you're the problem. And if you just communicated better, then we wouldn't do this. Or if mm-hmm. you just handled money better, then we wouldn't. You know, there's a lot of a lot of blaming words there. And when you turn it to us and we, mm-hmm. uh, then you both got some ownership in it and you're both working for a win situation, a win solution for, for both of you. Yeah. I see collaboration. I. I'm going to want to collaborate with you if I see that you can offer something to the project or whatever it is, right? right? That That's why you'd want to collaborate. Yeah. And so there has to be a desire right. to do that together. The whole is better than the sum of the two yes. parts when you, okay. when you do that together. We've talked about clarify, but you said that that's the, the piece where you're you're clarifying understanding. So right. what, what would be some, again, we've talked about it, but what's some good clarifying language when you realize, oh, they're giving me criticism, but I really right. wanted collaboration, what's clarifying language? I think maybe open, I mean, asking either open-ended or a specific question, depending on where the point of confusion is. And I just kind of see the picture of a guy scratching his head. And if I just like, okay, Jeannie, I'm not quite understanding what you're asking. I'm not trying to be, you know, thick-skulled here. What did you mean when you said this? Or even on a team when they're working on a project and say, okay, you said this, but then that opens up all these other other scenarios and if we go that direction and on this project so it's like you know what are you what are you meaning i heard a did you mean b mm-hmm. or if you're a creative person it may take two or three times to on a, on a run through before you actually get to what you mean so just being patient in the, in the process but just asking keep asking questions until there until there is the clarity there mm-hmm. so you just gave me some clarity on on this it's like instead of shooting statements at someone I need to ask questions. Right. And ask the question for them to answer it, not for you to be in interrogator mode and just them give you the answer that you want. Are you trying to trip them up mm-hmm. and twist their words? So, you know, you're asking the question for them to clarify. It's their clarification, not yours. So right. what are, are they saying? What are they needing? What are they wanting? And if I don't know, then I need to keep asking until I'm, until I'm clear. I don't know if the book talks about this, but that speaks into my motive. Yeah, it does. It goes back to motive. It yeah. does go, you know, am I, am I really wanting to clarify something with yeah. you or I'm wanting to get my point across? Right. Okay. And what's my agenda? What's, what's my agenda? What's my agenda? This is a humorous story, but uh, we have three girls. 
our youngest, her verbal processing was way above her number of years old. So at four, (laughs) her verbal processing was much older than four years of age. So she would say certain comments that seemed highly inappropriate. (laughs) And so we learned to go, okay, sweet girl, when you said this. Oh, that's true. What did you mean Mean, by this? And she would paint a picture that was so not what What you thought. So that's simplistic, but that's a a great example to me as a mama to think about the clarifying Well, and to use that example, that one statement someone made, maybe just one little snippet of, of the whole mosaic. And you know what? Can you... Can you expand on that so I can have some clarity? Because yeah. I saw this and that sounded really off or inappropriate or wrong. But yeah. no, no, this is where I'm headed. And so being patient on the journey mm-hmm. uh, to get there so you do have the you do have the clarity. I've been disappointed in business many times when I did not clarify enough right. what someone said, what they meant. Right. Well, it's just a practical tool. I've become acquainted with a 75-year-old woman who I love to spend time with, and she's a counselor, and she was giving me some mentoring advice with adult children. She said, girl, ask questions all the time. Be known for asking your girls questions because then you're finding out where they're coming from. And what she's saying in our language is you're finding out the code they're speaking. Right. Absolutely. And you'll you'll start to see which codes maybe start to trend with, with certain uh, personalities Ooh, that's good. Yeah. as you dig on into this. I mean, I'm giving just high level, just telling you what the codes are today. Um, the communication code book goes down deep into those and, and gives application how... I mean, it's not, it's not overly complicated. There's five of them, mm-hmm. but that means there's all these combinations. And so you've got to be set on, on, on the right code when you go into that conversation and then you look up and the clarity that you have and how much more effective you're, you're communicating and even being heard when you do that on the front and the back end, on the transmitting and receiving, then you're going, oh my gosh, yeah, I've worked so hard and wanted this for so long, but just felt stuck and, and misunderstood. And so this really helps you dial it in. So what's being received is the same that's being transmitted. At the end of the day, I believe life is about relationships. Yeah. Relationship with God and and other human beings. And so would you say this book can benefit all of that? Yeah, I would say we're living in an age now that relational intelligence is, is, Mm. uh, to quote Steve Cockrum, is the modern currency. Mm. And so when you understand that piece and then you understand, which is, you know, the uh, EQ, you know, the uh, emotions, Mm -hmm. you know, Emotional intelligence. Emotional Mm -hmm. intelligence. um, You know, the relationship piece, knowing what my tendencies are, and then whatever the skills and tasks are involved to execute that project of your organization or your business or what your your, your goals are in a marriage and a family. I mean, fuck, this is the the fluid part that runs through that that helps Mm -hmm. you uh, be more effective. I was talking to a guy uh, yesterday, and he goes, I'm not a – I work with bricks – but I, I'm not the brick. I'm the mortar mm. that makes sure all of that sticks together and is strong. And and then that structure works the way it was intended. And okay. so I would say that communication is a lot like that as well. That okay. when that is good, all these other pieces, you're, you're setting yourself up for success. I'm going to take time here for the listener that... Todd is going to let you know how you can get in contact with him to do some deep diving into this, some consulting 
before we go on to care and celebrate. So yeah, be listening to the end where Todd gives information about how you can get in touch with him, take a deep dive into the marriage. If you heard him say five voices, that's another tool that would be excellent for your organization. So yeah, stay tuned. Let's, okay, abruptly, let's go to care, uh, the care communication component where you're creating a safe space. You alluded to that with Jeannie, but what does that more look like? It's that touchy-feely stuff. Isn't it? <laughs> you you would think, but and I've got four daughters as well, mm. and so and you said you had three, but mm-hmm. I, I think that care component is. I mean, we, we we try to maybe compartmentalize that in, in in our personal relationships, and then you know those smaller circles that are more intimate. But you look on out in our our sphere of influence. I mean, how important that is mm. uh, in, in business. I was on LinkedIn this last week and then looked up a Gallup poll and it said about one in four people at work think that they're, that they're, that they're cared for wow. or that people care about them as, as a person. Meaning management, yeah. co-workers yeah. or all the above? Upper, you know, management, okay. management and, and, and that leadership. And so I was going, wow, I'm just looking at that. And that's a, that's a sad telling statistic that you've heard the adage that no one cares how much you know. They want to, they want to know that you care. Yeah. And so once they know that you care and they know that you are for them and their highest possible good in whatever role they're in, whether it be business or at home, I mean, that, that changes your motivation on everything. Todd, Todd, I was actually thinking about us preparing to record this today as I was uh, in the car earlier. And I thought about, I think you could call it ignorance, but when a manager or an owner of a company does not realize the importance of valuing their employees right. and treating them as human beings, you can say, well, get the work done. I'm about productivity. Right. Okay, that's okay. But you're not going to get as much productivity, I don't believe, from people. You're going to uh, diminish their creativity, right? and they may not stay with you as long as you want them to. Right. And so actually, you're hindering your, your business. And if you're about profit, I think you're hindering your profit. So if you're a business owner, you're a manager, listen to this episode, reading the book to learn how to be a, an effective communicator, actually not only will impact you personally and your relationships, but your business as well. I believe that. I think it's a trifecta. I mean, it's always a businessman. You're thinking about time and you're thinking about money. But the one that has the biggest impact on all of those is the human capital. And so if you're not in, investing in your people you're not going to get the return on your investment from your time and your and your resources if you don't invest equal amounts of time in, in your people. Well said. What what anything else on that one? Or what is uh, the no, I was one? just thinking about just like in, in this is so clearly seen in marriage relationship, but even a business employees don't feel cared for. Right. They're not going to give their best. Right. 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 And, and is that a safe space? Can yeah. I? I mean, are you, do you really care for me here? Mm-hmm. Are you are you are from my highest possible good? And so creating a safe space that people do feel heard and seen or in, in a team meeting, everyone's in the, around the table in the, in the, in the conference room, but do you value every voice and what they bring to the table um, in, in their area? And so when you start valuing people and you start drawing those things out of them and the quieter voices, let them speak first, mm-hmm. let them speak. And so they're not squelched or shut down by some of the louder voices in the room based on their personality or position. I think one of the things as it relates back to family and care, just know, don't try to solve it for me. I just, I just need to, to share this frustration mm-hmm. or, or this, this situation I just came out over this or this phone call or whatever. I just, I just need you to, to, to listen and, and then being present while they are sharing and, and being engaged. You know, the way you sit in the chair, the eye contact, putting your stuff down, putting your bag down, 
And if it's important to a child, how much <laughs> it's equally as important to us as adults yeah. to be trying to have a serious conversation and the phone keeps ringing or there's a distraction or I'm looking through and it's like, I'm not, I'm not giving you my best and I'm, I'm not being present for you. And so those simple things are uh, huge factors in just providing care. I had a phone conversation with a guy, a mentor just yesterday, and this is so fitting because one of the things he said, and we keep things confidential, there's no name involved, mm-hmm. but he said another co-worker, I don't know if it was a co-worker or a manager said, when you walk into the room and you look at me with a smile on your face, I think you're making fun of me. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And I can tell you from what I know about this, this young man that I mentor, he is a very caring person. He values yeah. people. Yeah. So he's trying to figure out what do I do? Right. What do I not do? What's going on with this guy? I smile at him and say good morning. And he thinks I'm making fun of him. Yeah. Maybe so, he asks him, you know, what does what does care look like to you? A good clarifying. A good switch. clarifying question. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that, I just thought about that. That fits this. Yeah. It does. Very much so. Because what he's transmitting is not what's being received. He, yeah. The other person, for whatever reason, feels like they're being made fun of or, or they're laughing at him. Yeah. I'm Which, super passionate about this care component. I think two years ago, there was an article in Newsweek, and it talked about after the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, corporate chaplaincy went through the roof in services that companies are employed. They're employing corporate chaplains to come in and care for employees because everybody went through two years of feeling uncared for. And I just think we undervalue what caring for, especially in the workplace. It's, I think we're in a day and age where people are putting care for. We, I'm not trying to plug them. They're not paying for anything, but simple modern. Oh yeah. Every day they provide that's lunch. Drink, that's I what I'm know. drinking out of right now is my Simple Modern mug. Okay. Every day they provide lunch for employees because yeah. care is such a high value. Yeah. Every, and we know this because we had a conversation with right, their one their, of their HR guys, their culture director yeah. of culture or something, yeah. whatever it's it's called. They have a stack of Simple Modern cups that anybody can get. You know that have been there's as a visitor as a visitor. Yeah. I, yeah care they lead with care and it's such it it's translating really well in well, their and that's employees. their culture yeah and it's also one of the top spots to be employed because yeah. they do have a culture uh that people want to to be a part of that that's contagious the yeah. other's contagious too but when you see see it in a healthy manner right. what, what you said the other what do you mean uh, we've all worked in unhealthy cultures. Oh, sure. sure. Yeah. yeah. We were told. Lack just, of care. Just fly under the radar. Yeah. yeah. You'll keep your job that way. Yeah. That's yeah. that's miserable. That's surviving. Yeah. I probably won't because I probably won't be here very long. Right. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's, Turnover is going to be uh, really high. If yeah. that's the ceiling and that's expectation. Yeah. yeah. So and if anybody so the, from Simple Modern's listening, I could use a new mug. <laughs> no, you don't. You have plenty of those. Or, well, let's go on to celebrate. Well, that's a great, that's a great segue yeah. into celebration. Yeah. Uh, which I know about Simple Modern too. And I'm not plugging, well, I guess I am plugging them. We're all plugging I'm, I'm plugging them for free <laughs> is that they celebrate their people well. Yeah. Mm. And um, there is a time and a place for, for celebration. And sometimes it's as, as small as a, as a that a boy. Mm. Hey, I, I caught you doing good. And it may be celebrating you know, birthdays or work anniversaries. Another place here, since we're in Norman and we're bragging on people, Emmy is another place. Mm-hmm. I watch them and their culture celebrate their people. Well. Emmy Labs. Yeah. Emmy Labs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So two Oklahoma companies here that, that get it, mm-hmm. that this is, uh, there's value because you're celebrating their success. I mean, you're calling people up 
you're calling them out in a good way here. Hey, I've caught you doing something here that you've accelerated at and enjoy the moment together and just recognize what that person's achieved. Okay, we, let me take it to the other side for a moment okay. before we close in a little bit. But someone could say, well, they're getting paid. It's, your, it's their job. Just do your job. We're celebrating for them doing their jobs. Now, I'm being sarcastic old here. Yeah. That's <laughs> old school, right? Yeah. I said, but people need to do their jobs right. to earn the, the living, okay? Right. But, I mean, to be paid. And so where's the line there, do you think? Celebrating, but you're also you're you've got a job and you get paid to do your job. It's I, I think it's a combination of the golden rule and the platinum rule uh, that Jeremy uh, coined. The golden rule is doing to others as you'd have other, other people do to you. Yes, you know, we we all like to to be complimented or bragged on for something that we did well. Uh, that starts clear in, in in kindergarten and and, and little league sports. But I think as we mature and we get a little more sophisticated, that you know, I, I need to celebrate you in a way that you want to be celebrated, not just how I think that you should be celebrated as an right. owner. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm paying you to do that. Hey, you know what? That person's <laughs> doing that, and they're going above and beyond, and they are killing it. And that's the culture and the standard that we want to have here. So, you want to? You're going to reinforce something. You want to reinforce good behavior and excellence. Or do you want to reinforce bad behavior and just doing the bare minimum and someone that has a employee mentality and not a owner's mentality? And so as you keep calling people up and that employee, you start celebrating what they're doing, why, hey, now start thinking like a manager and celebrate that. And you look up and then that manager is someone that is, I want you to start thinking like an ownership and, and efficiencies and, and cost savings. And you look up and your internal business is your bullpen for all of your management and leadership positions. And so with a return on investment in that, you know, how much does it cost me to compliment someone Mm -hmm. or to acknowledge or, you know, do birthday lunches each month in an office and celebrate people who have birthdays Mm -hmm. uh, that month? It really, what it costs me is intentionality. And mm-hmm. so being intentional instead of being accidental in, in how we love. And we all like to be celebrated. I was mm-hmm. at Norman High's cross-country um, banquet last night. Uh, my daughter uh, started that. last year, had never run, would say she's not an athlete. Okay. Uh, she won the award for the most improved runner uh, this year. As a dad, you know, I would keep all my notes or times. I date it where it was, which race it was, and what she, what she ran. And I'm looking at last year's races Compared to to this year, she knocked three minutes off wow. her uh, her fastest time from last year, mm. and to see the confidence and see that her coaches celebrate her and call her up and have a thing that acknowledges the work and the effort that she um, that she did this last year. Some of it was very well not fun in the moment when you're getting up at six on mm-hmm. on, on early morning runs, but see the the dividends that are paid from that, the return on the investment from those efforts. I mean, that will stick with her. I, I ran cross-country in high school, too, and some of the best lessons I learned uh, were not because how high I placed, but some of the challenge and the battles that I faced at setting goals just to, to continue to get better. So celebration of someone is is not in lieu of, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to... Yeah, it's not perfection. Right. It's not perfection at all. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I need to celebrate you in this. Yeah. It's not saying you're, you you shouldn't have done that. Other thing, but I need to celebrate you in this. Right. That's honoring a human being. Right. Okay. 
We talked about the communication code book. How can they get that? And somebody's listening to this and going, oh my word, we need to get Todd into our company or we need some marriage counseling through Todd right. and these tools. Give us the lowdown on how they can get a hold of you. Yeah, start out with the book, Communication Code. You can buy it wherever you buy books. Mm-hmm. You know, Amazon, any of those places, you can you can get it there. I don't know if it's a, a digital or a Kindle version yet, but okay. I think I think it will be. I may have just made that up. I will wait for the audio. One. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. Um, but for me, you can you can find me on on LinkedIn, um, J Todd Vinson. Um, there's a link there to other places to, to get on a discovery call and have some conversations to see if some of the, the giant tools might be something that'd be helpful for you, you individually doing one-on-one counseling or coaching or going through an intensive or going through altitude training, um, uh, in your organization or, or just, um, in, in a public group of, of other men. But, uh, one of the things that I'm really excited about too, is taking some of the, t- the tools, the five voices in the communication code and, and doing that with, with couples. And we've got, I've got an, I've got a local altitude group for men that's going to launch in January, uh, in Norman, January or, of 2024, uh, up to, up to 10 men. And then we're also, uh, launching some opportunities, um, with, um, with couples going through five voices. And so you can reach me on through the, the link tree link on my LinkedIn page and we can have more conversations. Did you give the name of your company? Yes. Uh, Overlander Consulting. Overlander yeah. Consulting. Okay. And we'll have that in the transcript. So as always, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope today that you have learned some tools. Uh, we also hope that it encouraged you to reach out to Todd um, and, and go take a deeper dive into this. So as always, thank you for tuning in to Real Life Mentoring Podcast. Mm-hmm.